Okay, seriously, let's chat. Real people discussing real topics from love, marriage, sex, child loss, family, friends, foes, and all things in between. There's one caveat, though. We keep it really real over here. Welcome to your safe space. Hey, guys. Welcome to Okay, Seriously, Let's Chat. And I'm your host, Ty. Today, we're going to talk about how and why this podcast was birthed. Mm, Birth. That's a heavy word over here. But that's exactly what happened. This podcast was birthed through the loss of my son, Gabriel, at 19 weeks gestation. When I lost Gabriel, it was a rough, 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 rough time. Um, I cannot begin to explain um, how rough uh, I was feeling the moments after he passed. And I remember being sent home with a couple of resources and some websites. And then I just was thinking, none of these people look like me and none of them are living like me. Living like me means a black woman married to a black woman. What? Where do we go? Where does she go? You know, it was her child too. And I remember just starting to pray, asking God to help us get through this. Help me navigate this new world where you have a child who's cremated who you know what I mean who like help me get through this father how, how do I get through this um what am I supposed to be doing with this this pain uh, this 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 story that I have what am I supposed to be doing with this and I just heard use your voice and I just remember thinking what does that mean God like use your voice boom the birth of okay seriously and I know that I want this to be a space of growth and healing where there's unapologetic openness through sharing our stories we are not alone in these journeys that we're having I just refuse to believe that so who are you listening to I am originally from Texas <laughs> Wait, that was supposed to be my best version of Hot Girl Megan, but it was more like Megan slash Cardi. If you just judged, this is not the space for you, okay? We don't judge here. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it, okay? But no, really, I'm a Houston hottie. I currently reside in Washington, D.C. I'm a veteran. I'm a life coach, a lost mom a wife, a sister, a daughter. Oh my God, y'all. And I'm about to be an auntie, a whole TT out here. Because me and my baby sister were actually pregnant at the same time. Man, I remember us like talking about how my mom would have her first grandchildren for Christmas and New Year's together. We were making like all of these amazing plans. I mean, it was just going to be uh, perfect, uh, just like per- perfect. Uh, but God had definitely other plans um, in store. Let me take you back to the beginning. 
in 2017, me and my partner at the time began to try to have children. And we thought it would be easy, um, for lack of better words, right? We buy sperm. They put the sperm inside of me. Sperm makes egg. Egg travels down the tubes. Implants in my uterus. Nine months later, boom, we have a baby. We have a family. And we all along our little way. Not even close to what happened. Um, we did IUIs, which is inner uterine insemination. Um, and we did six of those before we got pregnant for the first time. Um, so very long, lengthy processes, very financially um, exhausting. Uh, but here we are, we got pregnant and we're excited and we are ecstatic that, oh my gosh, we're pregnant. Oh yeah, and not to mention like a few months earlier, Tori had just proposed to me. And so, I mean, we it was like a cloud, like, oh my God, proposed to in July, pregnant in December. Oh my God, it's like a Christmas present. This is just amazing. Um, and I'll never forget like planning, like, oh, we're going to announce it over Christmas. We're going to give everybody like these little gifts. And Tori's just like, uh-huh, okay, girl. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> she is such an introvert. So she's like, yeah, whatever you want to do is cool by me. Um, and I remember going into the doctor and them saying, hey, we cannot find a heartbeat. We don't, we don't see the baby, but your numbers are really high. So we think that you're having something called an ectopic pregnancy. And I was like, what? Like, huh? Ectopic pregnancy? And they're like, yeah. And so you're going to go upstairs. I'm going to give you some medication and um, you're going to go home and relax. And, you know, the medicine should help um, in the pregnancy. And I was just like, what? No. Like, because at this point I'm nine weeks. I'm like, no, I'm not ending my pregnancy. Like, no. And um, I remember the ladies basically saying, like, you know, you you could die. And me still being like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And I remember the look on Tori's face. And she's like, you're absolutely going to take this medication. We're not. No, I, I, I'm not losing. No, you're absolutely going to take this medication. And so long story, I took the meds and um, I went home. And I thought, hey, okay, like this pregnancy is ending. Okay, it's time for me to start grieving. Nope. Two days later, began to have some back problems, couldn't breathe, um, just wasn't feeling myself. And so Tori called the doctor. The doctor's like, yeah, we need to bring her in. They started doing like um, vaginal ultrasounds. I mean, they were like in there. Um, and like the third doctor came and finally I heard, oh, I see him. I see him. Um, and not him as in a boy, cause I didn't know what I was having, but M as in like black people speak. I see him, whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I remember looking at that ultrasound screen and for a second I was in joy y'all. I was like, oh my God, look at my little baby. Oh my gosh. Oh, look at that little heartbeat. Oh my gosh. Um, and, and then all of a sudden it got drowned out by people running around scrambling. We got to get it to the OR. We got to get it to surgery. And, and, and 
that instant I snapped back into like, oh my God, yes, like they said that this baby isn't in the right spot. And I'll never forget getting to the hospital, so much happening around me. Um, it's kind of like that movie scene where like everything's moving around you, but it's like really quiet. Uh, that that happened. Um, that actually happens to me again, but that's a later story. Um, and so I went into surgery and I came out and I remember my wife saying, guess what, guess what? And I'm thinking like, what, they, they, they was able to move the baby? <laughs> And she's like, no, you have both of your tubes. They didn't have to take anything out. You didn't lose anything. And I'm like, huh? I thought it was ectopic. And she's like, yeah, but the baby was on your left ovary. It happens in 1% of pregnancies. And he didn't have to remove your ovary, babe. He just, like, cut a piece off. And so everything's still working inside of you. Like, she was so ecstatic to tell me that, like, I still had like all of my womanness and that opportunity to try again was still there. Oh, I love that. Oh, my baby is so optimistic. She's she's amazing. Um, oh, and if y'all just judge because I just hyped her up, like that's my bae. I'm in love with her. That's that's bae. Don't do that. <laughs> but no, seriously. But I was like angry. Like, no, I stopped. Like, I wanted, like, like, no, I don't care about that. Like, you know, I was so still angry about what I had just experienced that, you know, man, well, I'm thinking about my pastor, but just thinking like, man, God just walked you through something that one could have killed you and two, you could have walked away, you know, with things missing from inside of you to help you continue on your journey to be a mother, right? Things that I'm beyond grateful and thankful for today. So we journey on, you know, we take a break. Uh, our friends get married in St. Martin's. Shout out to R2, says I do. Um, and we come home and we're like, yeah, like, let's, let's, let's try again. It's time. Let's, like, let's do it. And so we try again and we get pregnant on the first try. First try. Uh, and I'm ecstatic, but I am nervous because... We know what happened in 2018 with our son, right? He was ectopic. Man, like, how how do I know this isn't going to happen again? So I'm, like, Googling like crazy, like, all these, like, what are the symptoms of this? What are the symptoms of that? And my wife being like, stop, 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 stop. And me being like, no, like, I'm just so nervous because I just felt so, I don't know, I was, like, out of sorts. And I remember being on Mother's Day and then us saying, like, oh, it's super early in the pregnancy, but we're going to, like, tell our moms on Mother's Day. It was, like, Mother's Day weekend. So we're, like, we're going to tell our moms. So right after we leave the doctor. So we go into the doctor at six. We're six weeks. You're getting a regular heartbeat check. And the doctor's saying, like, it's not ectopic. I, I, I see the sack. And then a couple of moments later, searching, 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 searching gets quiet, searching, searching, searching. So you already know if you're a lost mom, that that feeling that just, it just comes over you, like you know something's wrong. And then I hear, I'm sorry, there's no heartbeat. And I'm like, not again, not again, God, not again. Why, 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 why? Um, They say, go home, you're gonna start to 
to bleed, your body will recognize uh, that you're having a miscarriage and you'll begin to pass the tissue. And I just, I, I get up. And not to mention it's COVID, so Tori can't be in the room with me. So I'm in there alone. I'm trying to process all of this. And I remember walking out of the the doors of the facility, the the clinic, and just collapsing on the sidewalk, just collapsing. And Tori being there to catch me because they end up calling her. So she met me at the door, her just like catching me and getting into the car. And then one week go by, no bleeding, no cramping. Two weeks go by, no bleeding, no cramping. And I'm like, no, at this point, like, I should be eight weeks. I Like, no, I'm not walking around like this anymore. Like, I'm devastated. And so we call the doctor and they say, okay, bring her in. We have a DNC. They do all the checks and everything. And again, just like our first pregnancy, no abnormalities, like no chromosomal issues, perfectly healthy, uh, but not coming home, right? Um, and this time it was a baby girl. And then we were just kind of like devastated. So we took a break and we were like, let's take some trips. Let's enjoy each other. Let's enjoy being engaged. Let's love on each other. And so that's kind of like what we did. Uh, we went to Paris for New Year's to kind of celebrate our losses. We just kind of wanted to just really love on each other. Um, and so we said, hey, when we try again, we think we should do IVF. Like, let's just go ahead and do it, do IVF. And so we were like, yeah, let's do IVF. IVF is probably the next best thing. You know, at that time, it had been nine IUIs and two losses. And so we said, okay, let's do it. So we started gearing up for IVF, and two weeks into it, I'm hospitalized because they find a thrombosis in my spleen. Uh, a thrombosis is just another fancy term for blood clot um, in my spleen, and so they found that I had a clotting disorder that could have been caused by all of the fertility medications. And that's probably also a part of the reason why some of the pregnancies um, and some of the the procedures weren't was not working. And so I got on a blood thinner, um, had to go on like a anticoagulation therapy for six months. So that was six months of no trying and, and things of that nature, which uh, worked out okay. Uh, because it gave us a chance to focus on getting married, and our wedding was the bomb. Ask about it. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> but no, we like just focused on getting married and, and and spending our honeymoon. I mean, and so that kind of was a good thing because for I feel like for that past three four years, our entire focus was on creating a baby, creating a baby, creating a baby, creating a baby. But when I had to go on the blood thinners for the six months without, you know, not thinking about putting medicine in my body or things of that nature, it just allowed us to just like love on each other and focus and, and get married. Um, and so after we got married in September, we were like, okay, time to try again. So we did our, uh, our, our we did IVF. Um, first transfer didn't work. Second transfer didn't work. 
third transfer worked and I'm so excited. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, it's like November. So I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Thanksgiving. Look how I've, look how I've given all of my pregnancies like a holiday, right? Christmas, Mother's Day, Thanksgiving. <laughs> but no, like really, I was like, yay, this is our little Thanksgiving. And unfortunately, it was a chemical pregnancy. My body absorbed it. Um, and I remember thanking God and saying, God, you know my heart. We pray for a happy, healthy baby. And so um, if that was your will, it was your will. You knew my heart. Um, and so then we tried again in February. And so we were like, okay, we're going to do this transfer. This is transfer number four. Uh, Doc, you know, we want two embryos. And she was like, "Mm mm-mm. We was like, "Mm mm-hmm. Finally, after a little tug of war, they decided that we would transfer two embryos. So I remember giving myself meds and telling my wife, like, I bet we make this baby on your birthday. And she said, I'm like, yes, watch. Like, I know my body. I'm looking at the calendar. I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention to my phases. I'm like, watch, it's going to be on your birthday. And she's like, no, it's not. And sure enough, the doctor called us on the 19th, like, see you guys on the 22nd for transfer. And babe is like, oh, my God, like, we're going to transfer our babies in your body on my birthday. I'm like, I know. Happy birthday. I told you. And so we get to the doctor, and I, I kid y'all not, it was 2-22-2022 on a Tuesday in room two transferring two embryos. I know we mad corny, y'all, but, like, we just lived off of that. We thrived off of it. We was like, yep, this baby coming home. We was like, this about to be it. Like, yes, yes, come on, God, come through for the twos. Um, and so I will never forget peeing and I'm like, it worked. We pregnant, like, babe, we pregnant. But then saying like, don't, we not gonna get too excited. We're going to, we're going to kick. We're going to, we're going to push. We're going to coast. We're going to see how this works. And six weeks. Perfect. They was like, don't expect to see a heartbeat. We just want to check because you know, you had history of ectopic pregnancy. We just want to make sure that the babies are in the right spot. To do a heartbeat check, they like okay. No, I'm sorry, it's not a heartbeat check. They just doing like regular check. So when they go in and they see a heartbeat, though, they're like, oh, we see a heartbeat. And then they look and they like, oh, it's only one baby though, so only one of the embryos survived the transfer. And now we were like, okay, you know, like we're happy. Like we asked God for a baby, so if this is what He chooses. Okay, cool. Like I never forget us saying that to the uh, ultrasound tech. And if, the, if that's not the real name of it, y'all, I apologize. I did not mean to disrespect your career path. My bad, my bad, my bad. No judging here. Remember that, y'all. So um, I remember them being like, oh, my gosh. Like, yes, yes, yes. Like, look, look, we see the heartbeat. I'm like, oh, so excited. Like, oh, look at my little baby, my little nugget. And so we go home, and then they say, y'all, you're going to come back in eight weeks. Like, okay. So they, we come back in eight weeks, and healthy, perfect, little thriving, boop, 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 boop. they like, do you want to come back at 10, or do you want to be released to the OB? we like, nope, we want to come back at 10. <laughs> so they like, okay, come back at 10. Come back at 10, boom, perfect. And so they're like, all right, um, you being released to the OB. So we go to our OB, 
we have a 12-week checkup, perfectly fine. They see, I'm sorry, 13 weeks. We had a 13-week checkup, um, perfectly was fine. Uh, saw us again at 16 weeks, was fine. Made us come back at 18 weeks, was fine. All of the blood tests that were taken, um, like the 10-week uh, genetic testing, and also you can learn the, the sex, everything came back perfectly normal. Uh, my best friend read the report um, along with um, my friend uh, Brittany, and they were able to you know, say, okay, you're having this, so we know what we're going to do for the gender reveal. And so we were, like, really excited, like, oh, my gosh. Uh, at this point, I got a nice little bump. I'm bumping around. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I'm pressed. I'm crop-topping it out because, you know, at this point, it's May. It's hot outside. I don't want everybody to see my belly, you know what I'm saying? I think I'm cute. <laughs> I'm not sizing it either, y'all, like. I wore crop tops everywhere because I wanted people to see my cute little belly. Um, and so we go to Texas in June because my goddaughter and one of my great friend's daughter is graduating from high school as well. So they're both getting ready to go to college. And so we go to Texas. We, we go into San Antonio, spend some amazing time there with um, close, close friends. Got to watch my baby Jada graduate. Um, saw some other military friends and then we went up the road to Houston where I'm from saw my family loved on um, my uncle before he uh, passed uh, saw my, of course my mom my sister my grandmother uh, and got to see my goddaughter graduate got to chop it up with a couple of homies um, from you know high school uh, just a really dope time. Come home back to D.C. and sitting on the couch, like, the next day after we get off the plane, I'm just vibing, chilling, watching TV. Uh, and my stomach gets, like, hard. And I'm like, babe, my stomach just got hard. And she's like, oh, uh-uh, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. So look it up. They like, oh, it's probably nothing. So knowing me, I told myself, like, no, you're not going to overthink this. You're not going to go into this negative spiral. You're going to pray, and we're going to move on. So and then everything was fine. Like nothing else happened that night or anything. Um, went to sleep, woke up, was at work, then was going to go get lunch, went to the bathroom, wiped. I had blood. Called Tori. She immediately rushed me to the hospital um, and from there, it was just uh, chaotic. Um, I basically was diagnosed with something called PPROM, which is preterm premature rupture of the membranes. Uh, so uh, my son came early, um, and he did not make it because he was too small. Um, so they didn't have any life-saving resources for him. He was 13 ounces. Uh, so adorable oh my gosh my little baby was so adorable and he looked just like me oh my gosh so adorable uh but he was just too small for them to help uh he's lived for about two hours before he actually uh stopped his heart stopped and so when I had Gabriel because that's what we named uh him uh, Gabriel 
I just, I, I was at a, I was just lost. I was lost. I was like, no, like this can't, this God, like, like, no, no, this can't be it. This is not what you have planned for me. What am I missing? What am I not doing in accordance to your will? Why would you give me this pregnancy and take it away? Like I was just lost. And in prayer, I'll never forget Roman 8, 28 slapping me in the face. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. His purpose for them. Not my purpose, not your purpose, his purpose. And it dawned on me. All these years, people have been asking, are you sharing? Are you blogging? Are you writing? And I was like, no. Because I was too afraid. I was too embarrassed. What did it mean that I was a lost mom? Did it mean that I wasn't worthy? That I'm not good enough? Am I broken? I was just too embarrassed to share. I am no longer embarrassed because there are too many of me walking around with some sort of embarrassment about something that has happened in the past. And I'm here to tell you it's okay to let it go. This is a space that you will not be judged. I want to hear from you. I want you to share this podcast. I want it to be refreshing, eye-opening, full of laughter. I want it to be downright what you need, when you need it. If you have something you want to talk about, if you have a question, I would love to hear from you by emailing me at okseriouslyletschat at gmail.com. Join me next week or we're going to talk about sharing. Is there a such thing as too much or too little? Let's chat and see.